The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Oh yeah, no, I because I saw his Instagram post and he's like, "You like, too can do hard. this, yeah, as Dude, long as you was... have a company paying for you and you don't eat anything you like and you work mm. out constantly and have a personal trainer, but it's not hard." Yeah, do that he's post like, I don't is know epic. Why anyone can do it. <sighs> Let's do that podcast thing. Bow, 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 bow. The fucking real doll. It's alive. <laughs> that's what you just did. You did the Jello sound. The what? J-E-L-L-O. It's alive. No one watched that commercial when they were a kid in front of the TV? <laughs> oh my God, speaking of weird commercials, there's a commercial in Mandy for Cheddar Goblin Mac and Cheese. And it is like this gremlin looking thing that's like, y'all motherfuckers want mac and cheese. And it's like, and the kids are like, Cheddar Goblin. And he just pukes and it, up and mac it like, and cheese. Like it's waterfalls a, of mac and cheese. PJ actually kids. just made his Facebook profile photo the goblin vomiting <laughs> while we were recording last episode i just got a notification oh my oh god it's fucking great i wanted to change my cover photo there's a, a shot at the end where nick cage is like covered in blood but he's got immaculate white teeth and bright white eyes he's like <laughs> yeah anyway so this movie mandy yeah what the fuck is this movie what's a mandy it's the name of the lady Oh, is she and dandy? she gets fridged something hard. Mm. So Nick Cage is like, gonna extract some revenge. And suddenly he's a blacksmith. It makes that like super cool silver axe thing in the well, trailer. So let's, well, should let me we ask, just go through this point yeah, but, by point? But let me ask really quick. Does she technically get fridged? Because doesn't she like join a demon's legions? No. Or does she just get like hella sacrificed? No. So here's... Can we just go through? Yeah. Please do. Yeah. So I Nick, saw the trailer and I was very confused. Nick Cage is working in like the woods in California. He is a lumberjack. And he's okay. And he lives in like this secluded cabin mm-hmm. with Mandy, right? Who's an artist. Mm-hmm. And it's always get, artists. She's walking one day to the store and this former folk, failed folk singer <laughs> turned acid cult leader. You know, like Charles Manson. Yeah. yeah. Caesar and he's like, I want her. And he's in league with this like biker gang that essentially ate too much acid and are now are like demonic. So were they not demon like as I was like, Oh, I didn't know demons rode up from hell on four wheelers. They're not. They're just they red explain it. They met with the chemist and he dosed them with some super strong LSD and they just like turned into non people. Here's the thing is the pacing of this movie is so fucking slow hmm. that my ADHD brain was like, I don't know what's happening. Because it takes six hours to move from one scene to the next. I didn't. The first 30 minutes is really slow, and then it just kind of. No, like the first hour. Anyway, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, it's movie slow. So they kidnap the girlfriend. She won't have sex with the cult leader. He burns her alive in front of Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage escapes. And it turns into a and John goes Wick new, movie. Yeah, revenge thing. And you get the sense that Nicolas Cage used to be a badass. He, <laughs> he used to do something that involved hunting human beings because he goes to this old black man's house. He's like, I need the Reaper. Yeah, and they give him this huge crossbow with these bone-crushing arrows, and he makes this 
giant axe and he goes on never his revenge pre- streak. Never previously established that he is a blacksmith and knows how to smelt things. Well, so I don't know if you knew this, Rebecca, but all men are actually oh, secret blacksmiths. <laughs> yeah, well, you were in home ec. That's what we were doing. Mm, <laughs> yeah, okay. it's it's, uh, it's part of the patriarchy. But I don't, I mean, that is part of the film. Like what you're saying is intended to be so, in my totally. opinion. Like, it's- like it is a 100% movie well and it wants to be metal it wants to be a metal movie and it kind of does because the trailer looks like there's a fucking there's like, like an 80s metallica video sorry yeah well no like there's a paragraph at the beginning that's like when i die bury me like with two speakers at my feet and wrap headphones room like so you think there's going to be an emphasis on like music maybe yeah and there's not Mm, I disagree like with that. Was Cannibal Corpse unavailable to do the soundtrack? No, no. Or? This is very much a nod to all things 80s B-horror, B-action movies, okay. and heavy metal, the movie. Right. And that's very that's what that was about. Yeah, but I feel like they needed to lean more into the heavy metal. Which they do, in my opinion. Not musically but like in term of concept and animated fantasy no, like scenes, even like even in like concept that. like even in concept though because there are like a couple animated scenes and sounds like rebecca's not metal enough maybe i'm not <laughs> what of it anyway whatever i think yeah, describing I somebody as metal enough is not metal conformist didn't you know that didn't you know that conservatives are the new punk rock <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a long story. But like, as far as like the B movie, B action, B horror, like an hour later into the movie, yeah, totally. When Nick Cage like goes fucking Nick Cage, I'm like, yes, that's this is what I'm here for. I'm not here for thirty minutes of. It's like slow. Like dramatic tones. Yeah, I like dramatic. Everything's tones. backlit red. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, I noticed that in the trailer. Like, the whole thing is yeah, red. Tra- I thought. I honestly thought they just colorized it red. Like, I just thought, like, the color corrector was like, mm, but I described the movie as it was made by a 13-year-old boy. Fuck, I'm going to love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up my alley. Yeah. Not 13-year-old boys, but movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to clarify it's that just publicly. In, you heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, I was interested when you said he was snorting a giant line of coke off of a shard of glass. Uh, actual quote I said to PJ during the movie that guy's dick was a knife, right? <laughs> Jimmy Knight. Just dick. making sure. Um, yeah, it's total. Hmm. Tons of acid. Everyone's eating acid in this movie. Literal face melting acid. Yeah, it is pretty gnarly, <laughs> and that's my favorite part. It probably sucked for them, but like they actually dilated all their pupils. So mm-hmm. they nice. Wear those contacts, but like it is totally black on every character yeah. in the movie, and then. Uh, I lost my train. Oh, Nick Cage has maybe 10, 12 lines in the entire movie. And they're all gems. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It is like top notch. He tells tells somebody to stop being so negative. (laughs) It was great. Uh, I gave it a four out of 10. Oof. Oof. John? Oh, it was like an eight. I mean, it was exactly what I was expecting. Maybe that's. I, is that the difference? I don't know. Yeah, like I, I went I into it like, here's what I'm gonna get, and they deliver. So, well, see, I after watching the trailer, I, I did have I think maybe the same expectation, but I feel like it delivered differently. 
Hmm. So it was pretty, pretty low on the frost scale. What's high on the frost scale, though? A simple favor. Oh, yeah? Do you like Paul Feig? Do you want to see him direct a thriller? Maybe? So wait, what, what no. Was it? I don't even it's, know what this movie is. I'm totally lost. Okay. Thawing pond on the frost scale. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> a thawing pond on the frost scale. It's not frosty. Not frosty. A simple favor based on a book of the same name uh, takes a weird turn. So I'm reading the book, right? Okay. And it's pretty like gone girly. Okay. Like there, there are twists and... You know, there's a disappearance. You're like, well, obviously, like, we all saw Gone Girl. We know what the deal is. Uh, But then the book inserts some twists, and I'm like, interesting. I might have half listened to this book with my wife. Does it involve a woman that's friends with another woman? Yes. And then (laughs) there's a husband, and her husband died, and they live, like, in a remoter area, like, in the more suburban area outside of New Uh York-ish. That's Tom in every Jane Austen (laughs) book. (laughs) Does this book have the women's in it? (laughs) Yes, because I did. I told Anna to read it. So I've heard, like, 45 minutes of this book. (laughs) Go on. So it, it inserts a plot device where I'm, like, interesting choice please proceed and i was curious to see if they did it in the movie and they do okay and uh it's it is like gone girl but humorous it no everyone in the movie knows exactly what kind of movie they're in and paul feig is like here's sprinklings of humor but also this is thematically serious and scary and i think it's great and i recommend it the end i actually like i'm pretty sure i know what the plot devices you're talking about just mm-hmm. because there's like three nights during the week she was into it where like she would put the book on and then she would fall asleep and i couldn't sleep and i would just lay there listening to it <sighs> and so if it's a plot device i think it, i thought it was actually pretty like intriguing as in yeah third party not knowing what the hell was going on i actually enjoyed those parts i heard so. mm-hmm. the movie awesome adaptation it changes the ending for the better i think um because the original ending of the book uh, if they'd kept it for the movie, I think would have been very problematic for like wider audiences. Mm. Wider or whiter? All of the above. Okay, yes. fair. Anyway. Cool. Netflix. You guys like fisting? <laughs> so I just want to be clear. I had no idea that fisting part two would come out. Because I was <laughs> like when you put it in the chat and you were like, yo, let's talk about fisting. I was like, fuck, that came out. Oh, I left that out of last hour. That's another angry girlfriend moment as I would play Spider-Man <laughs> oh, no. until my hands cramped up. So no fisting. <laughs> watch an episode of Iron Fist, go back to Spider-Man. Watch an episode of Ozark, go back to Spider-Man. Watch an episode of Iron Fist. That's what I did for about a week straight. I finished <laughs> Iron Fist. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, similar to Luke Cage season two, like it started off really strong. Feels like they listen to the yep. complaints of the audience and adjust it. There is tons of well choreographed kung fu. Yeah, it's actually not really good. Bad. Right off the bat, they dive into Kun Lun like a lot yeah. in the backstory, which is really awesome and totally lacking from the first. Just like, oh yeah, I fought a dragon. I'm the immortal yeah. Iron Fist. Is he immortal? That's what he says. <laughs> he claims to be. Um, Sam. Like five or six episodes in, they just uh, beat up the tattoo girls. 
Yeah. Okay, so you're farther than me because that has not yet happened. There's mystical tattoo kung fu. Cool. Like <laughs> the tattoos come alive? No, there's a group of girls that are mystical tattoo artists. Not mystical. They I do know. the ancient. They do uh, hammering What's it? Poke and hand poke. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, poke and slap. So this whole season is based around Davos, his adopted brother in Kunlun, who lost to Danny Rand to face the dragon to become the Iron Fist. Is there like an actual dragon? Yes. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah. In comic books, that dragon is currently living in the penthouse of Danny Rand in New York City. <laughs> like a pet? Yeah, basically, like he's Kunlun has been destroyed, and he needs the dragon to like keep the legacy going. So he builds like a dragon room within his building. It's like a hidden elevator shaft, essentially, where this dragon just goes up and down all day. I thought of a dragon on an elevator, so it's fucking amazing. Or he tells everyone it's a dragon, and they press the button. There's just a little iguana sitting there. Third floor, lingerie. (laughs) Um, Now I want a red elevator with an iguana that has a British accent. Um, Fourth floor, men's (laughs) That joke gets him every time. Uh, it's good though. Like it's 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 so much better than season one. Like so much better. What worries me is because it's so much better. I don't know that as many people are gonna see that because season one was really not yeah. great, and this is actually good. Um, Alice like, Eve is super weird and creepy. Like she's way creepy. Like, I like Alice Eve, which she's supposed to be. Yeah, she's yeah, supposed it's to be creepy. It's weird they're using her. She is. A daredevil villain, through and through. Hmm. So daredevil's have you seen, dead. Have you seen the? Uh, and they're in Hell's Kitchen, technically. Yeah. yeah. They've got um, daredevil promos starting to roll out. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's I cool. have not seen those. I'm excited. They're all, they're all Jesusy, like they're Bible verses. Uh, oh, I mean, he's gonna be. They're gonna go one or two way. He woke up and he's gonna become. He's gonna meet his mom, the nun. She's gonna be. Bring him back to health, or he's leader of the hand, which is Ooh. what I'm really hoping for. That'd be, right. That'd be cool. Well, the hand, yeah. I mean, I guess the hand isn't technically dead. They could just be underground, right? And he could, yeah, really they're the currently hand. not there, but I'm hoping yeah. they do a. Uh... I, uh, something I'm enjoying this season is, um, I can never remember her damn name. Colleen? Colleen, yeah. Colleen's story arc. How she's like, I like how Danny and Colleen are trying to like resolve these triad issues through like negotiation and like and her like interacting with like the kids and volunteering for a charity and like trying to essentially repay all the stuff she realized that she caused havoc through with the hand. I thought was kind of cool. And you probably haven't gotten there yet. Her and Misty start teaming up. No, I they she just they just barely had their first like Misty meeting where she shows up yeah. at the studio and talks to him. Yeah, it's her. Her and Misty beat up those tattoo girls real good. Yeah, I like Misty Knight a lot as a character. Um, and yeah, I don't, this is gonna, we're gonna go into spoiler territory. Whatever, so I just work here. We, I just work here. You've um, had a week to binge watch it. It's your this, fault now. This season did like an excellent job of like Danny coming to terms with like, am I good enough or not? And actually yeah. making the right decision. No, it was actually pretty solid. So, okay. spoiler, he ends up giving away the fist. Colleen is now the Iron <laughs> what? Fist. What? He's fisting Colleen. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that she's going to be fisting. She's and now just give away the, the fist. Iron Fist. That's and then cool. they show a quick teaser for next season. It's like five months later. 
and he is trying to track down the person that sent the fist body, the previous Iron oh, Fist yeah. body that they steal the ink from. Yeah. And it's uh, Orson Randall, which is like A, a previous Iron Fist, and B, another Rand that was an Iron Fist. And he uses like guns. He's like a World War II guy. Dope. And so it shows. So Orson Randall's the guy that sent the body? Or he's the body? He was the guy that sent the body, okay. and they were like him and War, Danny and War, leave to like track this guy down. And they show him at like this bar in China, and Ward's trying to bribe a guy to give him information, and he won't crack. And like, he's like, Ward, now like, he... like suit wearing, yeah. drug addict Ward goes with Danny. That's he's cool. Like... And so he's like, he won't crack. It's your turn. And Danny comes out, and he's got like two gun holsters, and he's like, my boss wants those back. And he goes, tell him to bring it, or, you know, something like that. And they fire at Danny and he pulls the two guns and like they become fisted and he shoots like an iron fist bullet, splits the other bullet. And that was the end of it. So I'm super stoked. That was like my favorite run of Iron Fist comics is when he meets Orson Randall because he teaches them like everything you can do. Like it doesn't just need to be your fist and you can self heal and all this. That's cool. Like the actual. So that's what's been missing is like he has the fist and he's still getting his ass kicked all right. the time. So well, and it's like he has this weird like anger relationship with it too, where like he gets super angry, which I think from where I'm at, like I haven't finished the season, but that whole like I think the self doubt thing and showing that like he technically didn't win, yeah, to fight the dragon, right? Like he was, I mean, he he won, but he didn't like on a technicality. I, that whole thing I think is cool. So it'll be nice to see him resolve. Well, and that's. They didn't really go into it, but so Davos' dad is that guy that called the fight. Right, and they talk okay, about it. They say right, that, yeah, okay. yeah. And that's, but that's, and that's where Davos' anger and frustration yeah. comes from, or whatever. But I think Colleen is the Iron Fist is freaking cool because and they she's go into her so backstory much better. A lot, and you realize like she's got a history with Kung Lun. Really? Oh, yeah, cool. it's pretty. It was a really solid ending to a pretty good season. Yeah, she's she is by far one of my favorite characters this season. So. Yeah. Um, what about that interaction between, I can never remember her name, the Walker slash Typhoid Mary, Typhoid Mary and uh, Joy. When Joy finds out she has multiple personality disorder, that was a fucking tense scene. I was bummed. So they're talking, they're, they kind of introduce it. She says there's like a third personality. I don't know if you're that far yet, mm. but Mary realizes there's like this other between Walker and Mary. There's this third and Typhoid Mary within comics is a uh, pyrokinetic oh. can generate mm. and manipulate fire. And we haven't seen that yet, but yeah. like they keep. Which might be why when there's that part where she's listening to static and she starts having like a freak out and she turns on all the water. Okay. So it's a. Uh, yeah. Excited to see what they do with the next season or the next defender, whatever is yeah. next to come out. Since I they know. unfucked it from season one. Yeah, they did a really yeah. good job. Uh, speaking of Netflix and backstories, real quick, Bojack Horseman, we learn more about Mr. Peanut Butter's history and Princess Carolyn's history. <gasps> I like Princess Carolyn. Her, yeah, and spoiler alert, it's all sad. Aww, that <laughs> show is perpetually sad. This season, though, is not as sad as last season. I think Bojack is immensely more likable this season. I mean, he's still kind of a fuck up, but he's way more likable mm. than he was like than last season. Anyway. That's Bojack Horseman talk. But also in our Netflix corner, Nick and I watched Insatiable. Hmm. Watched. 
I want. That's a terrible fucking show. Yeah. It's like a John Waters, Ryan Murphy reject baby. Speaking of Ryan Murphy, does anyone watch American Horror Story? Uh, I haven't watched his latest season, but I watched the other ones. So the first episode of the new season came out last week, and it like was actually kind of scary. Cool. Uh, yeah, anyway. But Insatiable, <laughs> this fat girl gets skinny and seeks revenge. She gets punched in the face and gets her jaw broken, and then she gets skinny and she can't eat mm-hmm. becomes just uh, a she's just a huge cunt <laughs> that's like the whole plot yeah well and, and so, she wants to fuck her pageant coach uh so which there's because, a real creepy pedophile thing going on there kind of well not, really. not pedophile but there's uh, a what's lot a reverse of reverse pedophile where you want to fuck your teacher yeah. But there's a lot of that she's very much a minor we've all, we've all been there mrs morley my <laughs> spanish teacher in high school oh yo quiero she was, <laughs> she was a fox i was super rude to her one day oh. no it's very much uh uh they always talk about how she's underage like she's i'm only 17 blah, blah, and she always is talking about wanting to fuck her pageant coach who's obviously gay obviously gay He's just very flamboyant. And then as the season does progress, he he learns that he is bisexual. Yeah. And they explore that a little bit. He has a three-way with his wife and his, his former wife, worst Alyssa enemy. Milano. It's who, a weird fucking show. She it's showed really up bad. and I was like, fucking Alyssa Milano's in this? Anyway. Um, but it's really aggravating because she goes to participate in beauty pageants and... As a form of revenge. Every goddamn episode, sorry, XYZ came up, you cannot participate. But oh no, what am I gonna do? XYZ gets resolved. Next episode, a new XYZ. Sorry, Mm. you can't participate. And it gets real old real fast. There's a whole plot point around a wiener taco truck. Yeah. Like dicks? No. No, there's a restaurant. It's called Wiener Taco. Hmm. Very subtle, very mm-hmm, subtle, mm-hmm. and uh, she throws a very obnoxious girl off of the wiener taco well, truck. Because they're having a cat fight on top of the wiener truck, and like, God forbid, anybody help her. Yeah, they're on top of the wiener truck, and she's fighting this crazy, crazy girl, and the crazy girl bites her, and it's just the weirdest fucking show. And it's yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing about like nothing about what you described is resonating with me. As a <laughs> no, I don't know why. It's really not. I don't know why I watched the whole thing. Because you need closure. That's the type yeah. of people we are. We, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, totally. <laughs> this show got a ton of hate, too, before it even aired. Cause just because like of the fat, concept. Cause fat yeah. shaming. It's like a, yeah. like a fat shame heavy type show. But the truth is, everybody's a piece of shit. Even if you're fat, even if you're pretty. It doesn't matter. You're still a piece of shit. Yeah, right. I, which, I, is I, my, I that. which is my lesson to everyone every day, no matter what. Everyone is trash. And once you accept that, life is a lot easier. Does mm-hmm. anyone start watching Deb from... Stranger Things new show on Netflix. Oh, oh her movie Sierra Burgess. Oh yeah, is it a movie? Uh, I thought it was a series. It's a, movie, oh. it's a okay. movie, and apparently it's like it's like you know Cyrano de Bergerac. It's, yeah, that's what it is. Except if Cyrano de Bergerac was a huge cunt. <laughs> and apparently, so like apparently, it's not good. I haven't watched. Is it. Is it like in just to have shows about people being cunts right now? No, they're I'm trying to milk so, that Deb. Everyone loves Deb. Barb, Barb, Barb. whatever. But to all the boys Deb. I loved before, Barb. like that's great. That one was great. They're really kicking out these like teen 
It's like yeah. the YA of Netflix movies is what's going on yeah. right now. Yeah, mm. I would recommend to all the boys I loved before. It's cute. It, mm. was, it was cute, cute, cute. <laughs> Whatever. You know what we need? More Jason Siegel puppet movies, you know? I would watch a full three-hour Jason Siegel puppet drama movie. Hey, Same. guess what? Two I things. I Dracula the musical yeah. to actually be shouting full. Well, Happy Time Murders is coming out soon. Yeah, that's not Jason Segel, though. Jason doesn't matter. Porn, porn related news. Wood Rocket has a porn parody. That's all puppets coming out soon. They have a casting couch. Puppets coming. It, but it's like it's, it's like, like a five minute joke in the Happy Time Murders. Yeah. Seriously, I, it utilizes the rule of a million. So the puppets are fucking in Happy Time Murders and then the dude puppet comes and it's like silly string all over the room and it keeps going and does that thing where it's funny and then it's not funny and then it's funny again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the family guy. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Uh, I, of course Wood Rocket's making a fucking puppet. Good for them. Yeah. That's great. Shout outs to Wood Rocket with all your parodies. Yeah, our friends at Wood Rocket. Please um, like us. Our, we like you. I don't know what yeah, the problem I use, is. I use your service. Like, I don't understand why you hate us so much. You Whatever. provide me with what I enjoy. Huh. Yeah. D's and V's and M's and between T's and then being L's all over. <laughs> F's and T's Be my and L A's and B's and V's. And... They put like the best letters of the alphabet together yeah. for A, us. A, B, C, D, E, F. G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.